0: the whispers with women podcast with amanda allen is a conversation about matters of the heart and matters of life as seen through the eyes of the women of the world i take the deepest dive into the hopes dreams fears and wisdoms of the mothers sisters and daughters of earth exploring personal experiences. To empower the feminine, raise the vibration of the collective, and activate ripples of love and healing in a space of vulnerability and safety. I offer anonymity to those women who need to protect their privacy whilst being passionately called to speak their truth. I invite you to join us on this journey with an open heart and mind. And please share with your mothers and sisters as these podcasts may be the sparks from which the spirit and wild nature of women rise again. If you are struggling with pain and stress, or looking for ways to raise your vibration, nourish your body, relieve pain and anxiety, improve sleep or enhance your sexual fire, then I passionately recommend Seven Unicorns range of natural synergistic, intuitive medicines for mind, body, spirit and personal intimacy. The range includes pain, sleep, skin, aphrodisiac and superfood formulas created over the last 20 years by triple world champion and passionate health warrior, Amanda Allen, backed by the science and wisdom of her accredited herbal wizard, Mick Beddison. Seven Unicorns brings food as medicine and the power of intention together to enhance the frequency of self-healing and self-love. For the months of September and October, all purchasers will receive the gift of a jade crystal face roller. Please go to AmandaAllen.com.au, check out the shop for the full range and relish in the glory of these divine products. Isabella Allen is an empathetic, intelligent, 22-year-old fourth-year dental student living on the Gold Coast. She is wise, she is shy, her unpresuming personal strengths and insights are a joy. She is a smart Snow White. She's navigated life away from family and all support since she was 18 and particularly recently during COVID. She talks about the power of choices, inner resilience, and self-reliance. She is my stepsister, who I've only come to really know in 2020, due to COVID. It is so fascinating to see life through the eyes of a young and self-sufficient woman who cares about the simple things of life, but also about humanity we talk about loss, heartbreak, stress, masks, privacy, choices and the future. From the mouths of babes, they say, let the wisdom flow. Her advice, focus on what you love and strength is a choice. Enjoy this gentle, precious, beautiful conversation with Bella.
1: Hello.
0: Hello. I'm back. <laughs> been oh. drinking a bit of water. <laughs> oh, been to the toilet, ready to roll. Yeah, ready to go. <laughs> lock, lock and load.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, Miss Isabella. It is a total pleasure um, and uh, joy to welcome you to the podcast this morning.
1: Oh, thanks so much for having me on. Um, yeah, I'm you are very excited. brave. I'm
0: very brave.
1: Very scared to be grouped with all the amazing women on your podcast?
0: Oh, well, <laughs> I think you're in
1: very very good company and um what
0: what we were just talking about before is, you know, at 22 you coming on um to speak and share your perspectives and, you know, your own experiences and strengths and visions is um I, I'm excited because I I can barely remember what it was like to be 22 and you know I think you've got incredible wisdom, even if you don't know it
1: um. oh, well, thank you. I hope I can offer a different perspective I guess of you know someone who's still learning and I'm in the first steps of growing and only still becoming a woman so exactly you are yeah. I think you know am 22 what are you are on the
0: cusp of of becoming a woman and you know we can um we'll da- we'll delve into that a little bit I would I wonder if you would like to introduce yourself from your perspective
1: okay um well like you said I'm 22 years old I um Grew up in Adelaide, now living on the sunny Gold Coast for university and I'm in my fourth year of dentistry and yeah, um, that's my background but um, who I am really is mm. so hard to put into a few words. Mm. So, who are you outside of those um,
0: definitions? Oh outside of all
1: of that I yes feel like I'm still figuring it out mm. um yeah I, I want to be a strong woman who you know has strong beliefs and ambition and achieves whatever I set out to achieve and I want to be surrounded by family and friends and yeah, I feel like I'm getting there, but I'm not quite there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 50. I'm just like, I'm still a work in progress. So, so yeah, that's know. what I want to be. I'm parts of those things. But, yeah, yeah oh. I want to oh. be a successful, strong woman surrounded by love. Oh, my gosh. Then there you have it. Thank you, people, for listening. That, <laughs> that is
0: all of the deepest wisdom anybody needs to know. Oh, my gosh. In a
1: nutshell.
0: <laughs> yeah surrounded by family and love yeah oh my gosh that's I love what's that most
1: important to me I love that and successful is um obviously is self-definition of success yeah that's right successful in whatever aspects of life um you believe makes you successful exactly now we did have a little chat about what
0: What fairy tale or mythological character do you identify with that might represent you? So um,
1: we did, we did. And and I I thought long and hard about it and researched it and I still have come up with nothing. Mm -hmm. But um, I feel like I fully relate to and I guess because I'm still figuring out my qualities and my beliefs and i don't know if i could just put that into a single fairy tale character mm. um yeah i i'm still figuring it out but maybe i can create my own fairy tale character and um different from all the rest maybe
0: that's exactly what life is all about you create your own little fairy tale character and and you bring that authentic unique and and beautiful self to life on this earth maybe we can work it out by the end
1: yeah maybe we can i was hoping you could help me (laughs) (laughs) uh well look i'll do my best
0: so i'll keep you posted um and I guess we should say also that uh, we are related.
1: Um, we are. We have the same dad and different mums. We do. So we're not your conventional family. No, and I'm like I'm the first born
0: of eight of us uh, and I'm 50, just turned 50, and you're 22.
1: When do you turn 23? Um, not till May next year. So
0: Yeah, so you're a full 22-er.
1: Full 22, right in the middle. Well, let's, um, so
0: let's have a little chat, like a quick um, chat about like giving a rating out of 10, various areas of your life and just a little brief explanation of each. So if we started with your actual health, and I don't mean like as in your physical body, but just your overall health, um, what would you give yourself out of 10?
1: Yeah, so I guess I'd say a seven. Um, I do try to put health first. But, um, yes, yeah, let some things slip through the cracks and there's so many areas I want to improve in. And, yeah, I think seven would sum it up. Seven, beautiful. And then um, so I guess in terms of your physical body health, where is that? That's one of the areas where I want to improve. So I would give myself a five. Um, I think I'm sitting halfway on the scale there's yep. so much more I could do and I know it and yeah I've never really put my physical health first so we did have a chat about that too didn't we and is that um, had,
0: would you think you will have always been a five
1: yeah um I used to love team sport in school um now I've been five years out of school um And sort of fallen off since then but I was always the kid who wasn't naturally gifted and I was always made aware of it (laughs) and I think it sort of sticks with me that I get a little bit nervous when it comes to exercise um, and how I view myself and how other people would view me in that respect. Wow that's amazing
0: isn't it so um and so as a result you just avoid it or don't pro- don't actively avoid it or just don't prioritize it
1: yeah like throughout different stages i've tried to pick it up but i find myself um avoiding the gym when it's fully packed or ah. um You know, worried about what people think when they look over in my direction. And yeah, I've always been made to feel a bit less than in that area.
0: And why is that in comparison to, or is that because you're just atrocious at, at the exercising? Like, what? What do you, what is it?
1: Well, I don't know if I'd necessarily say I'm atrocious, but I, <laughs> I've never really given myself the time to build up my physical strength and endurance mm. because of those fears. So I've mm. always gotten a bright red face and mm. always been made fun of because of that or my, I have weird knees or something like that, something or other. And yep. so all those little things um, yeah. have sort of led me to a place where I'm a bit scared.
0: Yeah. I can look. And so I'm a triple world champion at CrossFit. And yes. You know, I've, I've, total, been, I've been
1: a pretty, pretty good
0: exerciser I have proven myself to be. But I guarantee you every single day, well, it would be a rare occasion when I don't haven't gone into the gym anxious and nervous and fearing that I'm not good enough
1: yeah like how crazy to think Mm. that you could have that
0: correct what's crazy is that it doesn't seem to matter what you achieve or who (laughs) says what like you've got it you've got it and um you know I'm I haven't found immunity to it but I've found my way through
1: yeah well I'm I'm starting I have the right ideas in mind for where I want to go but it's just taking that big leap and just doing it no matter what anybody thinks and not putting my own self down for giving it a go. Mm. Yeah it's such an interesting thing many
0: many people uh, as they grow older and the uh activities of life you know the pressures like university and work and career and family and partner everything else gets in the way
1: oh yeah um, and, and it's a slippery slope feel guilty all the time oh. um if if i'm out if i go to the gym or something i'll feel guilty because i've got an assignment due i'm not up to date on my lectures and why am i doing something else mm. um but I'll spend all my time procrastinating and that's not a problem. But mm. for some reason, when it comes to doing something else productive, instead of doing my uni work, I, I get this guilt as well. Mm-hmm. So that's an added layer to my avoidance of um, putting my physical health first. That's so funny, isn't it? Because avoidance,
0: avoidance alone, it doesn't carry much of an, an energetic, emotional charge. So it's like, well, that's just not not enough. Like I want to add a layer of guilt to that, avoidance. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm really feeling bad about myself and now I've really hit the mark, you know. It's like, it's almost like we're like these homing pigeons. We've got to have a level of anxiety and stress to just carry on doing life.
1: Yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy. But I'm figuring it out. Um... How to do it all and, um, yeah, not be worried all the time and anxious what other people think or anxious that I'm not doing something I should be doing. Yeah, I just, I'm, I want to put my health first. So I just have to do it. (laughs) It's so interesting.
0: Does that affect your emotional, like what would you give you for your emotional health out of 10?
1: Well, I, for me, I think that number would be different every single day. Mm. Um, ah,
0: yes. Well, there's the 2020 version <laughs> and then the pre-2020 version of
1: emotional yeah, health. Yeah. I, I still think... Um, in terms of my emotional health, I'm still growing and changing. And I've really put the focus in this year in 2020, that my emotional health can be a choice Mm. and I can choose to be strong throughout all the stressful times. I can just force myself to be strong and be okay. Um, There's no use letting the world beat you down. And um, yeah, so I, I'll give myself an eight for where I am right now mm. and, but still changing every day.
0: Yeah. So do you flux? Do you fluctuate?
1: Yeah, a little bit. Um, but in the last few weeks I've tried to put my emotional health first throughout a lot of stressful events going on in 2020 Mm -hmm. and I've come to a place where I've just decided that it's going to be okay Mm. if anything I have myself I have the beautiful Gold Coast to go explore I have so many good things I have a loving family I have you. And what more could I need to be happy no matter what happens?
0: Mm, it's so true. And you've described things that basically money can't buy. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Know? And the first thing you said is, I have myself. Yeah. You started it's taken with yourself. Me a lot of time
1: to figure that out.
0: Well, I am taking that and borrowing that and I'm going to try that on <laughs>
1: for <laughs> yes. myself to have
0: myself. I mean, that, that, in a, it, it's just like, that is wisdom. And I know you think it's funny, like, but I just want to say, you know, from the mouths of babes, because you are so wise and so mature and so young and so new in the world, right? And, and yet, they're, all the wisdom is in there, is in you. It's, it's just remarkable to me. I'm, yeah, well, taking I think notes. What
1: I try to do is convince myself. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I tell myself all these things because I don't want to let in all the bad stuff and just let all of that take over because the second you let it in it just takes over yeah it does set up shop doesn't it yeah so yeah I'm I'm, I'm convincing myself by saying it and probably you know I am so young looking from other people's perspectives I probably would just think she's so naive she's got so much Mm. yet to come and it's Mm. true but I hope if I can try to convince myself what I believe in now that it will stick with me throughout my life no matter what happens.
0: Well you are what you're describing is like um, the mental emotional gym right Um, and you are practicing um, developing resilience and coping mechanisms and strategies that exist with inside your own skin. And I can't tell you the incredible power that that holds and that you've developed that capacity within yourself so early. And it's clear and you don't have any problem articulating it. Like I, I really am. I, I do sit in awe of of you at at this stage in your life with, with that going on inside of you. And I know that life at the moment for everybody um, is challenging and I know you've got your own challenges as well, which we'll get into. So w- when you say you convince yourself so do you mentally talk to yourself? Do you have a, do you have a little ritual things you say? Is there something like, you know, you you have a mantra? Do you, what, what goes on in your head when you're making those choices and convincing yourself?
1: Well, really, I feel that it's something that I've learned over the last few years. Um, I moved away from all my family and friends in Adelaide and we weren't close at the time, but I moved up shop up here in Queensland on my own and mm. I had to learn to be okay with my own thoughts and being on my own and not having people to talk to at every minute of every day like I was so used to in our huge family back home no kidding so um I've just gotten used to being alone with my own thoughts and yeah, it really is subconsciously something that I talk to myself about, but I also talk to my family about too, and talk to you about now too. Mm. And yeah, it's something <laughs> that I continuously say to myself or to someone else every day.
0: Yeah, you have them. Yeah, look, to me, you also have this remarkable level of self awareness. And
1: that, that is a skill too. Thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, like I said, I'm convincing myself. So <laughs> even mm-hmm. if they're not completely true, yes. it's just like confidence, you
0: know. I've never yeah. been
1: that confident, but maybe if I pretend I'll look like I am.
0: 100%. So um, what about your nutritional health? What rating would you give yourself out of 10?
1: Yeah, um I've been lucky to be brought up in a family who um you know raised me with the knowledge and I've put that into my own life now that I do all my cooking and stuff for myself so I give myself another eight there or maybe a seven um seven to eight. sometimes when I'm home I indulge in some of the home cooking <laughs>
0: Ah, uh, well, you've got to factor in the fact that you are human. Yes, that's true. So I think a seven to eight is a good, is a good, is a very livable. As
1: uh, you know, rating. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not perfect, but you know, I get joy out of sharing food with family and friends it's a social thing for me and so as part of your Italian food. the other side of your yeah. family the Italian side yeah so if a few naughty foods slip in it's okay oh I love that
0: and so what about I'm um, talking about nutrition so what about a body image because um it's not actually something we've spoken about but
1: do you really do you how,
0: how are you how are you with body image what what rating would you give yourself out of 10
1: I think I'm probably in the same boat as a lot of people my age. We're just surrounded by so many images and i it's meant to be perfect. And um, I have always had body image problems and like it comes with the physical health thing is like I want to look at my body and see a strong body and um totally healthy and yeah I'm lacking in that exercise area and it does make me feel bad about how I look at myself in the mirror sometimes and it doesn't look like the girls on Instagram Mm.
0: nobody looks like them don't worry (laughs) no
1: but yeah I think body image is a really um really tough one for women in general but Mm. a lot of young women um, we just have that idea out there of what is meant to look good yeah. and no one will ever, ever reach that. And it just yes. ends up, you end up putting yourself down some days. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, like you say,
0: no, no woman is immune to it and we live in a society where, um, you know, the ideals are, are, well, you know, I mean, they're, they're not real. Do you know what I have started noticing in the gym? There are a couple of women who, to me, appear not to have had any plastic surgery whatsoever, mm-hmm. and I see them, and it just makes me smile. And they literally smile back at me. It's like we see each other, and and I, look, I, everybody, each unto themselves. If you wanna, if you wanna have plastic surgery, if you wanna enhance, magnify your body, that is your choice. Like, but for me, like I've never been drawn to that, and. Um, I feel like when I go to the gym, I'm in this sea of plastic women, which I don't see reflected in men. Men are not getting lips and boobs and eyebrows and eyelashes. And, I mean, that alone (laughs)
1: makes me mad. It's so funny what the extent extent that women will go to to reach that ideal. The impossible ideal. The impossible ideal, yeah.
0: And I I just love, I'm okay with a flat chest, you know, just little boobs and, you know, like
1: just yeah. imperfect,
0: the perfect imperfection of a body. I love that.
1: Yeah, every little thing that makes us individual. And I don't know why we just have this tendency to all want to be the same. Yes. Isn't that odd? I've never and see I,
0: I, if I can run around in circles trying to and wanting to be the same as everybody else and there's, I, I've never been that ever, 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 ever. And most of us never will be, never can be. Yeah. And it's just, phew, uh, we're not supposed to be like, look at every tree. Imagine if every tree on the planet was running around trying to be like all the other trees. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like,
1: it's, it's so how boring would that be? Yeah. So I'm, I fall into it. I notice myself doing it all the time. Mm. Um, yeah, and to take a step back and really think about it, it isn't a healthy way to think. To yeah. focus on wanting to look like someone else rather than a better version of yourself. Uh huh. Perfection.
0: Beautifully said. It's so true. Do you do you think about it? Do you are you aware of thinking about it every day, multiple times a day, only some sometimes a week? Like, what's the frequency that you're aware of with a body image thought I... thinking?
1: I think I'm aware of it when I'm not going to uni in scrubs because I think you can hide anything <laughs> in scrubs. <laughs> I think if, yeah, if I have to dress up and something's not going right, I'll notice it then. And, yeah, it depends. If I'm going down to the beach, I'll, I'll notice mm. it then. It's it's
0: almost like you've you've you're a radio station right you you're a radio station and then all of these other layers are like interference so there's static in your true radio station in the reception of the what you're broadcasting so these are all interference there's interference um you know from this body image channel that says you should be this should be different should be more less it's impossible
1: yeah, um, it's just like how if I was catching up with my friends, we all want to know what everybody else is wearing, so we yeah. don't wear something too different, from- or too much the same, <laughs> or exactly the same. Mm. Yeah, it's it's never really good enough, but yeah, it makes you think, oh, what are all the other girls going to be wearing to this thing? Funny, it, it
0: is, and look, no, 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 woman, fifty, seventy, uh.
1: And what about... um? It's just always going to be there. Yeah, absolutely.
0: No, that's that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing those insights. And, you know, it's quite strangely talking about body image and how we feel about ourselves, that becomes very sensitive and very personal um, because it's something we all carry, women, but predominantly oh, yeah. don't talk about that vulnerability.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, no one really wants to admit um admit that they feel that way to any of their friends no one wants to be less than Mm -hmm. so yeah even though you're not but no one wants to say that they feel that way yeah yeah I do all the time but I think but it doesn't
0: stop me from choosing to focus on the things that I love and I want to do and that that feel aligned. So I think what you said earlier is that you convince yourself to carry on doing the things that you love despite whatever that interference is running on your, you know, little station.
1: Yeah, and I guess it sort of works for so many aspects of your life is if you just continue to just focus on you and what you believe in and what you want to be, eventually you just will be that thing that true. you aspire to be. hmm So
0: what about life balance for um, Isabella at university this time of her life?
1: My life balance right now, and we're right before exams are going to start and all these crazy things have gone on in 2020, I feel like I would say a six. Maybe even a five. Mm.
0: Um,
1: yeah, it's hard to find balance when there's a lot of stress from mm. certain aspects of your life. And I've found myself stressed now. Like, um, I have patients that I see at uni, and I find myself taking on stress from um, whether I'll do a good enough job for them or whether I'll be able to get their. Um, treatment plan done by the end of the year or I'll have stress from what assignments are coming up have I watched all the lectures am I behind um, and it's hard to operate under that stress and do something different and hey, how does you manage I, it honestly at the moment I just manage by I try to allocate the time when I do study and the time when I don't think about it at all. Mm -hmm. And how does that go? Are you good with your allocation of time to your study? Um, I have so much to improve on, in all honesty. Yeah, I've always been a little bit of a um, just put it off, put it off. Then when it becomes quite urgent, I'll have to knuckle down and spend all my time doing it. Oh, yeah, I call that mm-hmm. waiting waiting for the inspiration to arrive. <laughs> yeah, th- totally. That's exactly what it is. It's not procrastination. <laughs> it's, no, this is strategic avoidance. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so, yeah, when the inspiration hits, I guess, I'll have yes. to knuckle down straight for some long, hard days or weeks. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I find it hard because I... Moved up here when I was 18 and I was the only one of all of my friends who moved away from home for uni. Wow. Everyone was home. Like their parents were cooking and cleaning and doing their laundry and all of that. And Well, um, I've lived a very lucky life where my parents did everything for me and then all of a sudden I had to do it for myself and it was a shock. I didn't know how to balance it all because – I used to just get home from school, do my homework and then do nothing for the rest of the night. Yep. But I can't do that now. And I'm slowly figuring out the balance, but it's not easy. Hmm. Yeah.
0: No, I mean, gosh. And did you,
1: at 18, that,
0: that is young and that is young to be away from your family and studying and
1: did you, what was the hardest part about that? Do you recall what? Well, oh, I think, and I felt this feeling throughout the four years I've been here, is loneliness, mm. and because I'm a shy person, and I have like I've made tons of friends and pushed myself out of my comfort zone and done so many amazing things, but um, I do feel like my Gold Coast world revolves around university, and I don't have much outside of that. And like I do at home in Adelaide with my friends, we won't talk about uni, we'll talk about other things. And, yeah, so it can feel lonely at times. And I struggled with missing my family and struggled with missing my friends who I've had for years and years. Um, And I still do. Mm. Yeah. And how do you cope cope with that? Yeah. The way I cope is that I put all my money into um, travelling home to see them yeah. and spending long phone calls with the people who I love at home and yeah. and going out and doing things that I would do with them but just doing it on my own or catching up with my uni friends outside of a university setting. And
0: then,
1: yeah, I have to put the effort in sometimes. Um, yes. Yeah, or like i so, go to a place that's half an hour away from where I live just to, for a different scenery. Yeah. And, yeah, just learn to be okay on your own. Wow. Well, I mean, that's incredibly, honestly,
0: it's incredibly mature. <laughs> Truly it is. <laughs> it really is. And it, you just take it all in your stride and, you, you know, you talk about it like everybody's doing it, no problem, loneliness, no problem, shy person, no problem. Oh, um, no,
1: like it's really that's just like that's just what I do on a good day on a bad Mm. day I'll probably have a cry and call Mm. up my (laughs) mum yeah but yeah um that's my strategies for dealing with it it doesn't always work um Mm. loneliness isn't a very nice feeling no but yeah it's I've been forced to learn to enjoy my own company oh I love that and what did you find that you do well, I well, the how I felt since I left school, everything became about everything else in the world and I lost a lot of things that I really loved that I used to do. And I um picked up and brought my guitar to the Gold Coast and I've been like trying to remember my love for music and putting time into that or like I love going on hikes and being out in nature. And that's something that I do for me. Like I don't share that stuff with anybody else. And, yeah, it's beautiful. Wow.
0: So you're quite introverted and you're obviously extremely empathetic and sensitive. And those two things are quite challenging. And to me you sound like you're navigating it like an old soul.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Really. Um. A little bit, yeah. I um, it's been a long road of me being shy and not very confident, and going used to just sort of go along with what other people wanted me to do or be, um, because yeah, that's just how I always did things. I never the kid to speak out. I always let everybody else speak. Mm. And i if I did that here, I would have no one. I'd have <laughs> no friends. I would have met no one at uni if I just stayed in my shell.
0: So you adapted.
1: So, yeah, I did. I adapted. Um, I'm still shy. Mm. It's just part of me. So
0: <laughs> No but, one would know it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. People don't have to know. I uh, I think now some people get shocked when I say I'm shy person.
0: Mm. Oh, I and can so hear it even I... in your voice I can hear it I can but hear I it.
1: Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? That's because I never got a chance when yeah. I was growing up. Well, sometimes I'm just so worried that we'll have an awkward moment of silence, so I just keep talking to fill the um Void. I know that's my favorite thing. I am literally
0: fifty-year-old woman unlearning that right now, and it is like a spiritual practice. Yeah, to to to, to allow another two seconds of silence or a it's second eight. longer. It doesn't
1: have to be awkward. <laughs> just be silent. <laughs> it
0: doesn't have to be awkward. It can just be silent. Now that is. <laughs> That is a quotable There's quote. There's nothing
1: wrong with not knowing what to say
0: next. Absolutely. Should we just have a moment now? Yeah, <laughs> a moment of Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Oh, I love that. Um, now, let's have a little chat a bit about, um, I guess, 2020 because, well, 2020 you know, isolation, COVID, privacy crazy. issues you know, how that's affected your life and university and exams and, um, you know, this, this issue with privacy particularly. But where do you want to start with that?
1: Well, um, um, well maybe I can share a little bit about like what um, what I went through sort yes, of please. in the middle of it all. And I guess yeah. what I'm still going through, um, the main thing for me is that, Obviously, university shut down for several months, and I'm in a dental degree where we spend most of our week seeing patients right, your face is in their face. Mm. So, obviously, not having that experience was so scary when it shut down, and not knowing when we would come back, and not knowing if. We would have to do an extra year. Was the whole year going to be a write-off? And what happened at the time was that...
0: You um, took off home, didn't you, when it all shut down? You got the last mercy dash back to
1: Adelaide. As soon as I found out, oh, my God, Adelaide's closing its borders. I don't know if I can be trapped up in an apartment Mm. without my family. I know this is going to go on for months. I'm going to make a run for it home. Mm. And um, at the time, my long-distance boyfriend, who was living in Adelaide, had just decided to move to the Gold Coast. Boom. And all of a sudden, a few weeks later, COVID shut down. (laughs) We bolted back to Adelaide together. Um, Long story short, when I had to come back, and university was starting up again. My boyfriend couldn't come back. And one of the hardest things um, has been dealing with that. And
0: Because he lost his job up
1: here, didn't he? Just got a job. And yeah, then, just got a job. Like a week probation. or two weeks? Yeah. yeah, he was on probation. And so, yeah, they didn't have enough work to go around, I guess, with all the economic effects from COVID especially on the Gold Coast is tough because we rely so much on tourism, um, yes, it was hard and we made a trip home and had no idea what the future was going to be like.
0: and no, nobody yeah, knew. While, oh, yeah. while
1: we were at home, it was just a lot of anxiety about what was going to happen. And um,
0: Was I your was anxiety why? with regard to... University, with regard to was the pop, was the was humans going to be dropping dead in the street from
1: this virulent? It was uh, actually a mix of everything in the really early weeks. It was, mm. I was anxious about that. I was anxious about like all the borders are shut all of a sudden. (laughs) Um, and my life I have a sister in Sydney, I live here, I have family in Adelaide. Yeah. Um, I have family in Melbourne, and we all travel so regularly to see each other, so that was really huge for me because mm. there was some point where I was catching flights like buses, and all of a sudden that was just gone and you know I had to come back while the borders
0: did everybody were shut. Did, did did um all the family come back to adelaide all
1: the um, yeah, so siblings that was actually the one good thing um out of all of this is that we are never able to be together at that time of year and we actually got to be together for some time and I think I needed it in all of that uncertainty yeah. worry it was just good to be together
0: reassuring
1: yeah like we were so scared we weren't seeing our grandparents we were super worried I was too scared to go to the shops like mm. to go to came up that was still open but yeah a lot of things things we take for
0: granted huh the things we take for granted
1: the, the littlest things that were all of a sudden gone and yeah then I had to come back here and for some time it was the first time I'd been on my own in a little while because I was living with my boyfriend and now we're going back to long distance after we'd done like a year and a half two years of long distance already and I hated it, it's hard enough without having a shut border um, stopping you from seeing each other. And all of a sudden I had to catch up on everything that was um, missed at uni. And like, I get to uni every day, my temperature's taken, I have a wristband, I'm seeing less than half the number of patients that I would normally be seeing at this point in the year. On top of those lost months, so um, in terms of my experience, it's nowhere near what it should be. Um, and, it's, and how are they it's handling? Scary. That? It's scary. It's yeah, scary.
0: How, how are they handling that at university? And how does that make you feel moving forward?
1: Well, really, I feel like that, even though that they're, they're trying. Uh, their best I still feel like they don't necessarily know all their answers either and so it's scary but they've reassured us that we shouldn't have to do any extra time if nothing changes so I I just have to trust them really but Yeah, it's hard. It's so much stress trying to get things done because we have a quota that we have to meet by the end of the year and I'm behind in all of it because of what's happened this year.
0: And they've said don't worry about the quota or you are still required to meet that quota or you don't know and that's
1: creating its own level of anxiety. Honestly, we don't really know but they told us at one point that we already do a lot more than required, like, for the actual degree. So it's okay. Hmm. So uh, I guess you just have to trust them. Um, Like the fifth-year students who are set to graduate this year, even though they had that big chunk of experience missing, they're still graduating this year. So I still have another year to go. So I just have to trust that. It's okay. I'll have enough requirements to, um, to. You know, get my degree. Hmm. But yeah, I, I exams are online now. Um,
0: so talk about that. That was something that you raised with me that I, I found quite something. Let's much. say quite fucking alarming. I actually, um, I
1: actually know people who've used this. Software and yeah, proper
0: you yes yeah. this, this is for your university exams is that correct yeah that's right okay so the university wanted to use this
1: yeah and actually other schools in the university have been using it um and we're not the only university um I understand the requirements to have a closed book exam they can't have everybody do the exams in person so they have to be online but. Um, their solution was to use a proctoring software, ProctorU, that basically watches you and has the ability to control your mouse and move things around and, um, yeah, apparently you have to scan, your, scan room your room or something yeah. to make sure you're not cheating. You have to sign declarations if you get up and you're not on the screen if you need to go to the bathroom or something like that during the exam. Um Yep, yeah, the concern there is a lot of universities had students partic- um, petitioning against ProctorU because of privacy concerns.
0: Well, I don't want a computer or anybody who wants to be on the other end Pro- well, yeah, <laughs> invading my privacy and assessing, like scanning my entire, every single object in my room that I own or that is personal and private to me.
1: Well, yeah. It gives me the creeps. Apparently there's been reports that even after your exams are over, this software still has access to all of those things. Mm. People have noticed maybe their mouse moves or uh, people are concerned is it still watching me through the camera. Apparently Mm. when you sign in the terms and conditions, they have the rights to access your private information
0: from this day forward yeah
1: um I I I can't, can't tell you the details but this this is everything that's been going around uni and yeah um people in my year at uni were basically outraged that even at the suggestion of using this software and all these petitions managed to get a few other universities to stop using it um, thank privacy god. privacy concerns, yeah. And accessing passwords and things like that, very scary yeah. stuff. It is. Um, and and
0: it's it's like, oh, we won't use it for anything except for the exam. It's like you have a foot in the door and your word is not good enough because it's the beginning of your freedoms being slowly eroded.
1: Well, yeah, and um all this software's new, really. So how can we just trust that with all mm. our information? They you know, if someone hacks into this or someone has, um, you know, wants to use this for a malicious purpose, mm. they've got a lot of information they could use. Um, yeah, so we weren't happy. I'm so glad that my university now in the dental school won't be using ProctorU Um but with that being said, it's been a long road of not knowing and being scared of what exams will be like and um, it's just very different and Ugh. we still feel a bit like we don't have all the information that we want around exams because I still wonder if they really know how mm-hmm. the exams will be. So um, what have you been told?
0: What are you expecting at this point? Or if you were going to use prop to you, and now that's been halted what are they what are they indicating how are you going to be doing exams
1: so really all they've told us is that there'll be no proctoring software so I don't know if they intend to proctor in another way mm. um I don't know um because these are closed book exams that is the requirement and when do
0: you do how long until you've got in your exams
1: they're um at the beginning
0: so you've got what, like so, six weeks or something? So we six weeks. They so need to. We usually yeah. know
1: a lot more, but we know that there will be short answer questions, and it will be online typed. And once you click next onto the next question, you can't go back and change your answers, um, which a lot of people aren't happy about. Mm. But they want to do it to prevent students from talking to each other and giving out the answers so they're going to randomize the questions as well it's just a totally different experience yeah. but I know a lot of other uni students have already been through this and I know people who have used ProctorU and probably still have it on their computers and yeah look I just hope that they're lenient because our, our learning this year has just been so different and there's been so much stress and pressure from so many different areas in our lives and I just hope that they take that into consideration but yeah we just don't know
0: so you've said a lot about choice and convincing yourself and making choices and adapting and um one thing I think you said to me at one point is that I choose not to have a breakdown or I chose not to have a breakdown. Do you think that um, was there some point in all of this? Because I, I remember, like, one of the puppies died as well, and you're really that's really loved your puppy, and you know you're sort of unknown with COVID and then relationship, and you know alone on the Gold Coast, and you know these privacy issues, and still having to catch up with university, and so much unknown. Like, was there a point at which, or were there points when you felt You know, I have to make a choice or I will fall in a hole. Hello? I cannot hear you. At some point, you know, were there peak moments where you were not, you were choosing not to have a breakdown?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, through everything, I, um, my family dog was 17 years old and it's almost like part of me feels like I was meant to go home throughout all of the COVID stuff, so I got to say goodbye. <coughs> mm-hmm. um, and, yeah, he got quite, quite sick when I was home and we all sort of knew. Was, was that Jacqueline? Funny. No, this was Star. So Star, yeah. A little puppy dog at my mum's house. And he was just an angel of a dog. He's 17, I'm 22. That's my mm-hmm. childhood dog. That's a brother. I grew up with him. Um, and, yeah, it, it hit really hard to see him um, slowly go downhill. Mm. And I got very anxious over it and found that very hard and I was very anxious knowing that um when I found out I had to go back to uni in June knowing that I was going to have to leave when you know my dog was so sick and then when I lost the dog um went through difficulties in my relationship too um because long distance isn't easy and not being able to see each other and we're both so stressed in our own lives of things that have happened in 2020, it hasn't really been easy. So um, there were lots of points along the way where I just wanted to just stay in bed and cry yeah, <laughs> and just give in to those feelings. And did you? And no. <laughs> <laughs> I chose not to, like you said. Yes. Um yeah I was like you know what you need to be strong and so I did be strong and um, and I'm still forcing myself to be strong like I'm going through a lot of these feelings for the first time like loss and heartbreak mm. and all these things um a lot of stress and it's a lot and it's a lot to deal with when I'm I don't have my immediate family support around me up here. Um, yeah, there were moments where I just wanted to give up and just fall into all of that, fall into yeah. the rabbit hole. Um, but yeah, chose not to and chose to do things for myself that I'd never really just done for me before. And yeah, it's it's the best decision that I
0: made. And obviously, you kept making that decision because you don't just make the decision and it's like, oh yeah, it's like, no easy no. street, yeah,
1: no problem. It's just like you know when you get to a point, you're like, oh, what else could possibly go wrong? And then Ooh, it's wrong, it's wrong question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then, then something else. And then yeah, the universe puts up else. its little hand and goes, oh, I've got the answer. Let me show you. I've got the answer yeah. to that question. This. Uh, covid yes,
1: i chose yeah exactly and not being able to just live a free totally free life to do whatever we want like i the borders are open between um south australia and queensland now and i have traveled um a couple times but it's weird being in a world where to travel somewhere, you have to go through police and the defense force, and mm. wear a mask, and all these things. It's crazy. How is um,
0: that? How has that been? I haven't been into the airports. I am crossing the border very regularly in my car. Yeah. Um, and I must say, the police at the border have there was there was a week. I can't say when it was exactly, but something changed. It was almost like everyone got a memo to be friendly. And suddenly yeah. all the police were being super friendly at the at the um, border but uh, prior to that um, in those early days uh, the funny, military like militarization to... of the police was I found it extremely threatening
1: yeah oh, well it's scary having to declare things and even if you're just telling the truth it's still scary <laughs> having to talk to an officer and have them question you yeah mm. um, yeah, it's a weird, scary experience. But once you're through, you're like, okay, it's fine, I'm through. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's very scary. And I had, um, I had a police officer joke around with me and I was taken aback. Mm. So I was like, I thought he was asking questions. Um, I don't know. I thought I was being put on the spot. To trick you. To trick me. <laughs> Um, but he actually just wanted to prove to his friend that because I was a dental student, I knew the coloured side of the face mask goes on the outside, not on the inside, and they have been wearing <laughs> it round the wrong way.
0: No. And, just,
1: and they wanted to ask me. He wanted to prove his friend wrong. And I just, when I left there, I had a laugh. I said I was shitting myself. I couldn't even laugh with him at the time.
0: <laughs> it's horrible, though, and we talk about it later, and what i i hate that this is becoming normal that this language you know it has only taken what 8 months 7 months yeah. for this language
1: to be normal the norm yeah like social distancing mm. covid mm. Um, yeah masks so So what
0: what's your position with masks in terms of you use them at university and this the 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 environment and within which you use them and then your thoughts about masks in terms of what you know about COVID like what's your position well first yeah
1: yeah I think they have a purpose in the medical world obviously like all sorts can get splashed on you no one wants that touching their face or breathing large droplets in but when it comes to the virus I don't actually really know it's that effective and if you're not up and close with people I don't know what the difference is um but yeah I don't really see why forcing people to wear masks is actually any benefit hmm yeah. What about if you're driving?
0: If you're driving in your car and you're by yourself, should you wear a mask? Of course not. Okay.
1: Cool. I just want to know. Because... You no, know, you see, you see them people like that all the time. You see someone who's been so scared by what's been put out in the media or whatever people have been saying, so scared that they won't go for a walk outside without a mask mm, on their own. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's not to say that's everyone, but there are people out there doing that. And
0: yeah, no, that mask is not going to save you from your fear.
1: Yeah, and in, it's kind of sad because having a mask on takes away like a huge part of your face. Mm. It's like no social interaction face-to-face.
0: Yeah, um, I can't understand people properly when they're talking to me through a mask. Not that I've talked to very many people wearing a mask.
1: Yeah, it's like we're so lucky we don't have to wear one. I'd be pretty upset if we had to wear one all day, every day. Yeah, it's – well, I mean, that alone is a major concern because of the
0: bacteria that's just accumulating inside the mask as you breathe it in and out all day. And I gather we're going to see a lot of health issues.
1: What I actually think about it is that – you know in dental school or whatever other medical school they teach you how to use this stuff appropriately and the right way and masks are disposable and you shouldn't wear the same mask multiple times it's what's the guideline point in that you're like for us we it's one mask per patient at the end take it off put it in the bin and get a new mask um and it's the same thing with gloves. Like you'd see people working and wearing gloves to not touch anything, but really you're just dirtying the gloves. And if you don't take the gloves off and throw them out before you touch something else, you're just like spreading yourself that onto and, the next and thing. things. Exactly. Yeah. So um, there's been a lot of people giving out <clears throat> health advice or advice on how to wear these masks or gloves and things like that who actually don't really know how to use them properly and effectively so yeah people are out there wearing the same mask for a whole week it's um that's not gonna really do anything
0: yeah I I would get claustrophobic like I, I actually was given one I had to have an MRI check up the other day and the hospitals bloody locked itself down and you can't get in without a hand sanitizer and a mask on. And I literally, like I couldn't put it on. I I brought it home and tried one breath and I, I can't do it. Like I, I just can't. I would get, and I wondered about this, like anxiety-induced asthma. That's what I would end up with, having to wear a mask. And I wonder what yeah. other well, health I conditions if, are we going to see arise
1: from. I wonder if people out there um who suffer from claustrophobia, how they feel in a mask.
0: I um, can tell you. <laughs> it's just not happening.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I like I totally get the purpose in a medical sense, but, um, yeah, it's just so funny when all of the masks sold out at the beginning of this to people not even really knowing how to use them.
0: Mm. And also, um You would, as you say, you've been taught how to use uh, personal protective equipment. Equipment, Yeah. So, like, if we're talking about using it for COVID and you're touching your face and touching the mask and readjusting and then
1: touching other things, like, how's that working out? Well, if you're, when you wear a mask, you're meant to not touch it at all. When you wear gloves, you're meant to only touch the dirty thing, so... In my case, in dental, when you're touching someone's teeth or in their mouth or touching a patient at all, but you should not touch anything else. Yeah, like you're not meant to touch something that's considered clean. Um, so, yeah, really has not much purpose. If you touch something that's dirty and then you spread it somewhere else, it's... um. Yeah, it's, it's just rendered it useless. Yes, it's, uh,
0: I just find the whole thing incredibly concerning and um, anyone's entitled to wear a mask. But again, it's a little bit like mandatory anything. So you're, you're not in a position to make
1: yeah, that decision uh, and, for me. Uh, how I personally feel about it is, okay, maybe masks do have the benefit that if the individual has COVID, they might not spread it to others. But I don't think it actually can protect you. I think it protects others from you, as when what people have been saying. And mm. I, um, I understand that. But my personal opinion is that our health is our own choice. And, you know, if you're scared of the virus, then that's your choice. But when it comes down to being forced to not do things, or being forced to, um, you know, everybody to lock down. Um, mm. That's when you don't even have the freedom <coughs> of your own health anymore.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, it's all it's all very 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 strange. Um, I wanted to ask you. Oh, what was it? Um, we talked also. A little bit about tr- like what wisdom do you have to share like if you wanted to share something and you said to me don't trust anyone <laughs> do you remember that
1: yeah I do I do it sounds so negative <laughs> it does doesn't it and and it's not I was I so mean, excited when you said it I'm like yeah, yeah
0: look were. at you go 22
1: you were I um I mean do you want that, to elaborate I mean, yeah in the nicest way possible yeah <laughs> Trust yourself and trust what you believe in and don't let um don't let other people change that and you know anybody can hurt you really um but a major major thing for me is like don't just look at the news and just believe everything. Don't just like you have to take everything with a grain of salt and before you form your opinion, try to figure out what the facts are and then you can make your own opinion based on what you believe on. Don't just trust what is being put out on the news and shoved down your throat um, because that's just takes away from your own freedom of thought. Mm. Like. Yeah, not just because this is what you're being told on the media or told by the politicians, doesn't mean you have to agree. And you can decide for yourself what you agree and what you disagree with. That's- well, it's very
0: dangerous, isn't it, to have really only one source as as the place you receive it is yeah. information single well, every, source.
1: Everyone has. Every single person who tells you something has bias and is subjective, mm. even just a little bit. Like the way that the facts are told can make you believe it in a certain way. Um, yes, yeah, yes. Like It's a tactic. It's a. It's half the time you see you scroll down Facebook and you see all of these um, headlines with this story. And then people believe based off the headline, you try to click on the article and it's subscriber only. And if you're not subscribed, you don't get the full story. And then it's just subtly putting these ideas into people's heads off a headline without actually knowing the whole story.
0: And that is the problem with the world right
1: there. It is. And it's actually a problem. It's subtle manipulation, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, you know, people can't people can't just think for themselves um, all the time or people choose not to because I guess it's an easy way.
0: Um, we have not. become very lazy, haven't we, really, like yeah. mentally, emotionally,
1: spiritually. Oh, yeah. And I think Um, what social media can do to us. There's such an abundance of um, information out there and... But it's just what's easy, what you see, is what you believe, what you think, the stories that are being put out there. It's, yeah, it's, it's if you don't actually look into the whole story, then you're just being, you're allowing yourself to be misled by whatever they say.
0: Yeah, I wonder how if you're supremely comfortable in your life, how easy it is to just believe mainstream news, but if you're, as you slide down the scale of being less comfortable, more affected by the current uh, environment that we're living in, that you begin to question, you yeah. know what I mean?
1: Yeah, so I think lots of people are starting to question, but um, a lot of people are a bit, a bit scared to talk about it. Mm. Um or say that they don't agree. Like I mm. for one, I wish our borders could be open. Um I I don't see the threat of having people from over the border in New South Wales come up and see their sick family. I don't see that as a threat. Um I don't see it as a threat to let a young girl go to her dad's funeral. Um, I just think it's politics at this point. So, yeah, yeah it's hard it's, it's well, to see that, that um, you know, the empathy and just, um, you know, the care for people and what people need has been put last on the list and COVID has been put first.
0: And what we're going to see, no doubt, and this beautifully put, is um, maybe more, far more people dying of, you know, associated health consequences of their current status. Whether that's, you know, economic and suicide exactly. or health issues from, I don't know. Uh, I mean, gosh, it, it just runs deep and wide. The numbers are just up and through the roof.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's sad, really, just to put every other health outcome to the side and only care about the COVID numbers. Mm. Um, no one's reporting on, you know, the number of people who are, have suffered from mental health um, problems over Correct. this period. You Although and e- I. Even if they are reporting, it's you don't get those numbers every day. You get how many COVID cases every day. Absolutely. We,
0: we even... We were talking about you and I, neither of us know anyone who's had COVID. I personally know two people who have suicided and I know a number of people who have died uh, recently. They already had health conditions. They didn't die of COVID, but uh, I think the stress just accelerated the conditions they were already living with.
1: Yeah, so and how many countless countless people that we know have lost their jobs or mm. countless businesses that won't start up again like the what they're saying about victoria right now is scary it's scary to me that australia's economy is uh, has been set back so far because i get I'm young, that's my future, it's potentially my children's future until this is all um, in the long distant past. So um, it's hard, it's a hard one, but I think ignoring all the other factors is a really dangerous thing to do. And when you say all the other factors, you're referring to? Referring to not just... How many people get COVID? I'm referring to mental health, uh, the economy, um, freedom, mm. so many things. Even oh, I love the, that. even the impact on education. Um, does that make me underqualified than people who have the same degree as me? Because I've seen less than fifty percent the number of patients this year that I would. Maybe want you to- should-
0: Maybe you should be given extra credit for doing it under extreme circumstances. Maybe Maybe you're more
1: qualified. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a a funny one. It's a little bit of a scary topic to broach. But, um, yeah, that's what I believe. And, like, I'm scared if, because viruses don't just go away, I'm scared that if numbers pick up a little bit again that we're going to go through it all over again.
0: Mm. it's um this is the thing it's the unknown but there are many many viruses bacteria diseases there's so much already in existence on the planet and um you know I gather that COVID I don't know it depends what you follow but hasn't actually they haven't actually isolated this virus to be able to develop a vaccine yet
1: yeah well I'm um... In all honesty, I don't really know, but Mm. um, in terms of a vaccine, I won't be surprised if we don't get it early next year like everybody's saying, and I also won't be surprised if a lot of people don't want it. Mm. Um, So, yeah, um, that's my question is, so where are we going to go from here? How long are we just going to keep living like this?
0: Well, I I mean, the figures tell me that um, unless you've got co more oh more gosh what's in? the word yeah exactly if you if you're a von vul- if you're in the vulnerable population look i think the numbers are like 0.00 let's say it's 0.006 percent chance something like that if you are um under 70 or something uh that you would uh can contract and then die of covid it's like that someone said it was like um when there's a less than one percent chance of rain you don't leave the house without your umbrella yeah you know who does that
1: yeah so um, so that uh, yeah that's i personally believe that um in the beginning we were all scared wanted to flatten the curve i understand that but Mm. um since the numbers have gone down i think the response has been disproportionate to the risk (laughs) So. I
0: think so. It's like it's like someone tells you something, um, and then they realise that they made a mistake, but they just keep carrying on the charade in case you don't notice that they were wrong. Yeah, and, you know,
1: kids play that game. Well, it's a, it's all political now, and like in Queensland, there's an election coming up. Like people shouldn't forget that everything that gets said is with that in mind. So yes. there's always <sighs> some other motive behind mm. it it's politics
0: wow and you even know that at 22 you know this is not a secret
1: yeah it's it's, um yeah it's scary times but i guess we just go along with what they say Um, well we we
0: we make our choices don't we
1: yeah make our choices where the line gets drawn like we're lucky Mm -hmm. queensland we can do mostly what we want right now um I just feel very sad for like my family and everyone else in Victoria. It's so unknown. Absolutely. Um, We just have to pray the numbers keep going down, like how they're going, because it seems like that's the only way out for them. They're just not budging. So
0: Apparently. 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 Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, let me say what we we must
0: finish on something more positive because I I truly to me what what this time feels like I was um thinking about this last night is it's almost as though what's happened in in humanity is that somebody's what are those paddles that they use to bring you back when your heart stopped oh
1: the um the defibrillator there you go so I (laughs) it's
0: almost as though the whole human race has been hit with the defib, yeah, and everything is being reset. Uh, uh, you know, we've been looking, we've been, we've been looking down the barrel. We've been look looking at the white light,
1: and it's so like uh, you can choose to look at that positively within yourself. Like, what have I learned from this time?
0: Correct. Um, How has your life improved? Is it has it improved? What have you learned? What 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 is the what have you
1: taken the silver lining? I feel like I've learned like the importance of family to me and how lucky I am to have so many people to share my world with. Um, And I've also learned strength. Mm -hmm. Um, I've learned so much about myself, really, like so much. And I've learned that I'm still growing and, learning and yeah it's it's funny to have something like this happen at this point in your life um when you know maybe social life is meant to be everything but now I'm not doing all the things that we were doing before and in 2020 I turned 22 I not that that's a huge milestone or anything but I feel like The young years 18 19 20 21 um I feel like I'm slowly crossing like into actually being in the 20s rather than being in the those years
0: yeah in the in the teens you've become I think this is a this is also a maturing of um individuals within their own skin and of humanity um
1: yeah totally and I think Every single person through all of this has learned something, so through everything, good and bad, try to just learn something. Um, it's yeah, it's some um, like, yeah, it's just beautiful. It's been like the most
0: incredible joy. I feel like I'm speaking, like I said, to an ancient soul, oh. you know, in a 22 year old body, and you know, you even you sound young, but your words and your concepts and your empathy are very wise. And it's, uh, I think, it's I so... spend
1: a lot of time thinking. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, well, uh, same, same. I think we might have some same, sameness. Yeah, you and I. We have in common. We do. We think deep, and we're very empathetic. And, and we do. We choose to be strong and focus on uh, what we can control. Yeah, Um,
1: and like uh, parts of this year, even though parts have been tough, parts I've really loved, like I've loved spending time just with myself because (laughs) I didn't have the option. Before I was always waiting for the next event or waiting for the next holiday or the next time I was going to see my family back home or I was was always looking for the next, the next or when I was going to catch up with my long-distance boyfriend. I was never just focusing on what can I do right now for me and mm. what will I enjoy right now and wow. until I had to. And, yeah, it's been nice, some of it. it wow. Yeah, it's it's been such a strange year. It really <laughs> has been. There's a, There's no other way of putting it. But there's no way to put it, is there? <laughs>
0: yeah. We just sort of go, yeah, 2020 and the silence says the rest doesn't it
1: yeah well everybody has a story small or large everyone's been affected um yeah Yeah. I I feel like it's been a tough year like one of have had, because I'm feel like I'm so young and and I'm in that early stage of life and growing up and it's been tough because I do live just on my own but um yeah it's been one of the years that I think I'll remember a huge growth in my life and yeah it's it's funny that I can at least look back on this year and see some good in it
0: you can and you do and It's in everything you say and all the things you've shared and the way you share it. There's um, incredible empathy and awareness, self-awareness and awareness for things greater than you and um, such wisdom. You're very clear and I don't think you fully comprehend that aspect of your nature and your character and that's why having this chat and sharing your perspectives, you know, from a 22-year-old wise woman, you know, it's... (laughs) And also, as you said, like everybody has suffered in some way and, you know, to talk about Star, your 17-year-old dog when he died in the height of um, the anxiety and the fears around COVID when the lockdowns happened, like these are the things of life that touch our souls and affect us deeply that we don't get to talk about in totality. You know, that's, this has been the pattern of your life and your experience of COVID and to me, it's very, it's incredibly uplifting, you know, and that you keep talking about the importance of family and love, you know, yeah. and choice you know, that yeah, defines and you. Yeah, like
1: love and family and love for yourself. I have tried so hard to work on that this year. Um, and, yeah, I hope I just keep growing and learning and hope I could offer a little bit of perspective about where I'm at and, Hopefully, look back in a year's time and say, "Oh wow, I knew nothing back then." Wow, what an incredible thing, even just to have this
0: podcast and, and imagine, yeah, in, in the future, looking back and listening to this 22 year old Bella uh, at this time in her life. Wow, yeah, it, it'll be interesting.
1: It will be interesting like a little to
0: snapshot get to know yourself in reverse, sort of
1: yeah. Yeah. Nice and so what what
0: what would you like to tell your future self in 10 years time? What what what? Well actually no, I'm sorry. What would your 10 years from now self want to pass down to 22 year old? So what would 32 year old? What does she know?
1: Well, I hope that she will look back and you know and reflect and think that you've done a good job really mm-hmm. um, no matter what it is um I just hope to look back and be happy and yeah hopefully just say to myself keep loving yourself keep on you know putting all your energy into your family and your happiness and mm beautiful things around you and your health and you know hopefully I can look back and say good job you rated yourself lower in those health scores and now you can rate (laughs) yourself higher I just I hope that um every day every year to improve Mm. so yeah I hope I look back and say say to myself that I've grown since then
0: you know, I think you'll look back and you'll be so proud of yourself and you'll look back and you'll see the wisdom that was in you. It's like this, you know, it's like a plant, you know, that new shoot. It's like the whole tree is inside of it. It just doesn't know it yet. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Well, I have yeah. no idea what's in store for, um, for me, so. Um,
0: no, um, no, 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 who does? But you know what to focus on now to create whatever reality
1: Yeah, I I feel like I'm in the beginning of my journey and I've started this year really to, I've had a huge reminder of what's important to me and um, I'm excited for the journey really. Well, it's been um, a hell of an initiation. Yeah, it has
0: been. (laughs) Sometimes (sighs) you need something huge to, you know, get you up and going. Yes. Yeah, and appreciating the simple things. And I I honestly believe that is a huge gift of this strange time we find ourselves in. And
1: yeah.
0: We certainly couldn't keep, um, you know, on the trajectory that we were as a species. We just couldn't.
1: Yeah, and I hope that I will be able to look back and um, I haven't lost those simple joys in life and let stress and work and money and all those things take over.
0: No, Um, your spirit wouldn't allow it. Your character has already defined who you are, and and you've you've described who you are. That that won't change. Stress will happen, no doubt, but yes, true north that you have is so strong. It's beautiful.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess see where life takes us now. Yeah, we can talk again in ten years. In ten years, um, yeah, we'll do a podcast. (laughs) See how (laughs) I went with life. (laughs) Oh,
0: I love it! Oh, it's just been an absolute, total, complete, and utter joy. And you know, as sisters, we never, we didn't grow up together, we didn't live nice. in the same house, and I was okay. off doing strange and Amanda things in the world. So that we have connected during COVID, what an extraordinary, amazing
1: gift, it's, right? Um, and I that we're little kindred you enough. spirits, we're sisters. You enough, honestly, for wanting to have me on here, and you know, oh, offering any kind of insight from a young person's perspective growing mm. up um, it might be quite different from some of the amazingly experienced women but it will be because you are you and they are them and that's how it should be yeah and mm. look I, I'm so happy that through COVID and through all the stress we've both gone through that we've been able to connect and support each other in ways that we never imagined because no. there's almost 30 years age gap between us Exactly,
0: basically 30 years, and we're just yeah. like sisters.
1: It's like, oh, yeah, she's my friend, she's yeah, my, my sister. Yeah, who would have yeah. thought we didn't think when we first started
0: catching up that we'd be oh, here? Oh, dear, oh, dear, no. Well, both of us with our little social anxiety thing going <laughs> yeah. on and shyness. So it's like, yeah. um,
1: okay, <laughs> well, no, we was... got over that.
0: Yeah, look at us go now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, tomorrow we play guitars and blow raspberries and didgeridoos together. We do. We do, yeah. and I can't wait. Me either, and hopefully the puppies will let us. Yeah. All right, well, again, just thank you, thank you, thank you, and uh, until the next podcast in 10 years, yes. uh, you,
1: you keep choosing strength. I will, and you do that too. Okay. And hopefully I promise. we're still there with each other catching up in ten minutes.
0: Oh, are you kidding? It's gonna be extraordinary. It we will be. Oh, who we become. I can't wait. Okay. I really do. I can't I can't wait.
1: Oh I can't thank you enough for having me on here. It's um, <laughs> it's been scary, but you brought me out of my shell, so
0: um, Oh a little bit, little bit. Yeah.
1: So And I an don't honor. know
0: yet about the um look, I honestly feel like you're like like Snow White or something. You really do that's what you remind me of, and the family is like all of the little seven. What is it, seven dwarfs? Seven
1: dwarfs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you are. Oh, like anybody white. knows me? I've got the the white skin to match. You snow sure white, do. You completely as do.
0: As <laughs> you just look like this Total angel. Opposite. It's just like this porcelain Cute. angel. Yeah. Well, mm. so there it is. Right. It's snow, we'll white white snow White until further for notice
1: now. for ten years. I'm, we'll see. Except I won't be um, tricked into eating the apple, though not but the poison like a, apple a smarter snow white who yeah you're a smart snow white.
0: yeah all aligned yeah all the chakras all aligned exactly. all right all, of the, love, all no, of the love love to you
1: too thank you for having okay. me on here i see you thank you times a million <laughs> see you bye bella see you bye
0: if you feel called to unravel the history of your personal story, identify repeating patterns of unconscious programming and reclaim the power of personal sovereignty and self-determination, then the story process will lead you to personal compassion and empowerment. I recommend this creative healing journey for anyone ready to honour themselves and discard all that no longer serves nor supports mental, emotional, physical, spiritual and sexual health. A deep and nourishing, sacred and private weekend retreat held in teepees across Australia led by Amanda Allen. Please see the link in the podcast show notes or go to my website to embark on this extraordinary process of clearing, honouring and co creating together.